I'm Mike Page, and this is The Front Page, a program about people's life experiences, trials and triumphs. My guest today is a published poet with 12 books at the time of this recording. His fascination with life's experiences inspires him to write under the four themes of romance, humour, reflection and tragedy. He is widely known as the Psyche Poet, and he joins me again for episode two, featuring poems from his humour theme. Laurie, welcome back. Good morning, Mike. Okay, hello. Great to see you again. Um, Just before we start, Laurie, um, for listeners particularly who didn't listen to episode one just yet, can you just explain this Psyche Poet thing and how that came about? Oh, well, my Acura is the Psyche Poet, yeah. Um, My first published, my original one decided that it would be good, and this is going back to uh, 2014 when my first um, book came out in April 14, um, to have sort of like a pseudonym and acker or something. And um, I came up with the, the Psyche Poet. Um, it might be worth mentioning. Um, he said, that's great, but, um, you know, not very dramatic. Why didn't I call myself the Psycho Poet? So uh, I said, no, 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 I'm not having that. But um, it's a simple explanation that I had quite uh, an expansive um, uh, career in psychiatry. Uh, I was a mental health nurse for over about 30 years, and we, we just refer to ourselves as psyche nurses. So I am the Psyche Poet. Okay. The Psyche <laughs> Poet, Laurie Wilkins. Great, that clears that up. So um, we're on the subject of humour today. So... What inspires you to write humorous, funny poems? Well, really, because I mean, it it, it follows the essence of, of how I write any poems, really. And people have been very, very kind enough in reviews and feedback to say that, um, in their words, that I, I seem to have a knack for um, looking at life's experiences, situations, and my observations of them, um, and writing about them and sort of putting it and getting it to the T, I suppose. And that uh, encapsulates the four subjects that you just mentioned. Um, so humour is not really any great different, except that I will own up. Apparently, and I've been told that I have an extremely lively sense of humour. Even as a kid, my mum used to say to me, smashing parents, wonderful parents, I had, oh, Laurie, he'd, he'd laugh to see a pudding roll. So, yeah, and I just see things of life um, that sort of inspire me uh, and it can encapsulate anything, sort of people's sort of dress sense to humorous situations, things that go wrong. Um, One of my dreads, and it it transpires (laughs) that a lot of people have that, if you go to a a hotel or a cafe or whatever, and they say, oh, okay, there's a token, you go over to a coffee machine. You know, and we're petrified, and you press the proverbial button and you put your cup there and watch as the coffee goes the other side of the cup. (laughs) And just sort of, I mean, and and I take the mickey out of myself as well. I've got a poem in my home, uh, in my humour section, that I I wished I could whistle because I'd love to have been able to whistle, but I never could. Whenever (laughs) I did some, it was fairly tuneless and and was told to be be quiet (laughs) with that horrific sort of whistle so yeah i mean anything life's an abundance and i think 
you know, particularly when times are a little bit difficult and we've got some difficult times now with the economy and things that, that you need a good laugh. I mean, and I've always used it. We used it in Psyche to a certain extent as well. And I know the other services do, you know, the fire brigade, the ambulances, police, etc., comes under like a gallows humour. Hmm. So I think it's partly that. I touched on earlier just a quick one and... Uh, I'm sure it's going out to Australia as well, but Aussie cousins, bless their heart. You know, I mean, they've got a very colourful way of life. And um, I'll say it very quickly, um, their dress and attire. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, maybe we'll touch on that a little bit later. Um, People observations. You know, like yourself, I'm fascinated by people. I'm fascinated by by myself at times, but uh, you know, we we talk about being a people watcher. The, the French are very uh, good at that. Sitting outside a cafe, having their having their uh, morning coffee, or uh, uh, they used to uh, the espresso one. They they the uh, um, hits you like a bullet. Do you know, I've got a machine in there that does it, and I can't even remember what it is. <laughs> what is it with you know, the froths the milk up and the you have it typically in the morning. Espresso machine. Do you know this is the trouble with getting older? <laughs> your brain, yeah. your, your brain refuses to yeah, I can't think operate the machinery up. Oh, there. it. Um, oh, I've got cappuccino. One. Cappuccino. It's an Italian word, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean yeah. it is. But percolator is the word one I always. Oh, I, oh, yeah. Though going back in time, isn't it? Well, yeah, but like so do I. <laughs> Uh, I've Um, got a percolator I use every morning. But anyway. In the last episode, Laurie, we were talking about the emotional attachment when it comes to writing romance poetry. If you don't feel the emotions, that would be quite difficult, wouldn't it? So I would imagine reading some of your romance poets, you've actually felt these emotions yourself. Is that getting a bit too close to personal? To be honest, it's not just romance poems. I mean, the emotions, I certainly hope, and the feedback has has, um, confirmed that, that there's emotions in all of my poems. I mean, when we get to tragedy, which is the fourth one, where I write on um, terrorism and um, things, is that all the emotions... Oh, um, um, this might sound presumptuous, and I certainly don't want it to, but we touched on before that I've written about 550 poems now and I care about them. And whenever I read them, people say to me, I change. And I, I did a, a gig at um, a nursing home a while ago and there was a very um, interested in my poetry uh, lady who, who had been a, a headmistress. And um, when I left, she called me over um, very kindly and she said, Thank you very much. I really enjoyed that session, Laurie. She said, you're a very insightful and inspirational poet. And I said, oh, thank you very much. That's, that's very kind of you. And I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Okay, well, I'll probably see you again. As I walked out, she said, oh, Laurie, and you're a very good actor too. <laughs> and I think it has come up. It came up on a recent radio interview that I did. The uh, presenter said to me that I change when I read the poems out. That might be demonstrated when I read the ones out here. In a nutshell, I I care a lot about all of my poems and I would be very surprised if my emotions don't 
come out mm. in in them mm. um yeah in different ways for the subjects um so a little bit more are and maybe as you said some personal experiences perhaps and looking back over the romance ones humor ones about what sort of tickles me what's amusing silly things that i've done and yeah and the reflection but hopefully my emotions would come out i'm quite an emotional person you know if i if i can't put 100 percent plus and that in it i don't do it how did you actually arrive at these four specific themes right um i've, I've been asked that quite a lot and uh, it, it it just kind of became naturally and the short answer to that really is that um they just encapsulate quite succinctly all the spectrum of life you know, we all like to have or hopefully have or had some romance in our life. And there's various factors of romance, which I touch on. Humour, well, we all like a good laugh, have a good laugh. It, mm. It's it's an international language um, and very important, especially when times are dire. And I touched on just now a little bit that things are quite hard now. Um, reflection, we all look back on life, especially as you start to get a little bit older. And tragedy, well, sadly, tragedy, um, you know, it, um, affects us in our life. Um, passing away, the loss of loved ones. Um, you know, as I've said, terrorism, uh, other things that's go, going on. Maybe what we're doing to the world. I've got one or two strong ones about that. So it, it's in a very, very short answer, sorry, which I haven't done, but basically those four themes, I think, put into quite a nice nutshell the spectrum of life as we deal with it. And all my books are from the first one, Poetic Views of Life. My books are all pretty much titled My Observations of Life, the people in it and how they deal with life. Mm. So let's uh, let's have a poem then. What have you got for us for the first one? Right. Like a lot of mine, it's a true story. It's called No Hiding Place. And um, it, it it was written about, I would guess, you know, I'm guessing 1617. I had a, a caravan, a static caravan, or the French call them mobile homes in France, for about 16 years. And uh, all of a sudden, this new rule came out that you had to wear the men, speedos in the swimming pool. You weren't allowed to wear shorts. And, and the poor old French got castigated for that. But in actual fact, it wasn't their fault. They, it was a European law in the days that we were in Europe. And um, it was a, a carte blanche across Europe because apparently workmen were just finishing work and jumping into various swimming pools. Mm. But um, they, they obviously should have changed. So my lively humoured expansive imagination <laughs> thought this might not go well <laughs> because some people are more akin to wearing speedos than others it's in the poem my poem is called no hiding place and i throw it all in at our local swimming pool you can see Many a curious sight, but with lots of lovely young girls, whilst other scenes are a fright. 
Men wearing tight-fitting trunks. Budgie smugglers for the thin. Though sadly they are worn by some largelies. Having more hanging out than in. (laughs) For it seems life contradiction that many larger folk grow. But instead of tucking it all safely away, they must put it all out on show. Now, I'm not against big sizes. I have a growing waist myself. But I fervently try to hide it, not put it out on the front shelf. But back to those swimming trunks, a varying size of modesty cover, and the battle of those bulges where some really need another, or much larger piece of cloth to keep their harvest all intact. For hiding mountains behind a stamp won't work, and that is a fact. (laughs) Good. Yeah, that just reminds me that, you know, observing people, and I count myself as a people, (laughs) um, provides, I think, more fodder for (laughs) comedy than just about any other subject on on the planet. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, totally. I mean, and and I think... um Humour doesn't really tell lies, does it? I mean, uh, I mean the comedians um, use it. I mean, like some of them go too far, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm quite happy to. I mean, I've written several poems, um, taking the Mickey out of myself. As one in one of my early books called Mister Splash, and it's not what you would immediately think. It's just that I'm sloppy. I mean, I I'll willingly make you a nice cup of tea, give it to you, and spill half of it over your feet, or I do the washing up, and it's like a swimming pool around me. I've got another one called I Wish I Could Whistle. I really would like to have been able to, to whistle nicely, but couldn't. There's another one that's called Word Search. Um, and it starts off, I've said some dumb things in my life and taken the mickey out of me. So I, I mean, I don't leave myself out of the equation, but yeah, I mean, you look round at life and sometimes things are just funny and things that, you know, annoy us all. I mean, I'm not a great lover of the, the wind and I'm not talking about personal, uh, <laughs> per, personal sort of things when we get to the wind. I'm talking about, you know, when the wind blows and I mean, just recently, um, I've put some nice flowers out and, and that, and then the wind gets up and it just ruins them and blows them off the table or whatever. But there's nothing more funny than somebody dropping something. Um, and in my case, it happened to me. One of the plastic flower pots had got loose from the flowers and I went to pick it up and the wind blew it. <laughs> So I ran a bit faster, and as I got to it, the wind blew. And, you know, I, I was muttering a little bit of Anglo-Saxon <laughs> language, but I would imagine anybody watching me must have been rolled up, yeah. and it did occur to me afterwards. So, yeah, I mean, but humour, I mean, we need humour. We mm. need humour. Yeah. There's, there's a quick story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. We shouldn't, but we do if we see somebody fall over oh, yeah. or something. And, and a story, I'm... I'm I have mentioned to you, I went down the Amazon in 2003. Wow. And um, at the end of the trip, I was down there three days, two nights, and the the guide was actually the the village chief's son, but he had gone off to Lima to to educate himself. Took us round some stalls of all the things that the... um, 
that the locals had made. So I went up to this store and I bought a couple of things and that on there. Worryingly, and, and this will be pertinent, were all these sword, uh, swords and spears and things and that mm. on there. And I'm a bit of a clown, uh, apparently, and, and I just stepped forward to, to shake this little lassie's only about 12 or 13, uh, hand and say, thank you very much and good to do business. And, you know, she was beaming. Was, was that, a, was that a Tommy Cooper? Thank you very much. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it, I, I don't think I had a chance to get it out because like a pudding, I just put my foot down and, and lost my balance and I went rolling oh. into this flipping stall. Oh. And as I was rolling into it, I'm thinking, God, I'm going to be like a giant, you know, like a, a chicken skewer with all these <laughs> blooming spears in me. But I didn't. And I, all I'd succeeded in doing was just cutting my arm a little bit, which petrified the, the guide. But as I got up and looked round, I looked round the village or the, the, the bit where the market was, and all the locals, yeah, now the Amazonians were laughing their socks up, <laughs> socks off at me. And I thought, Oh, God, well done, Laurie. You've made, you know, but then the, um, the guy had explained, No, 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 that's their custom that to try and take the um, feeling of being a puddin' mm. away from the recipient mm. of the doing the stupid thing, <laughs> i.e. me. Um, and that, and that they were kind of, kind of just laughing to, oh. to, to stop your embarrassment. Mm. Didn't work with me. I still <laughs> felt like a first class puddin'. Uh, and that, but yeah, just the, the true story. So once again, yeah, I mean, I'll have a pop up me as well, but. Anyway, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's interesting. It. You know, it's an interesting culture clash, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah, here, yeah, yeah. if 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 you fell over like I did recently, mm. <laughs> um, and and a load of people came along and laughed at you, that would be considered a bit offensive. <laughs> yeah, well, we I mean, we but we still do, but we we try and conceal it, don't yeah. we? Don't stand there, yeah. you know, in, 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 it's the whole village in in a belly laugh at you, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you, you try and I just no. Mm. Because it, yeah, we do, and we've all suffered yeah. from that. It, it's an interesting concept that that also translates into what makes you laugh. You know? Yeah, well, and, and um, of course, um, will this joke work in another I country? Took the, took the words from from America. I was going to say, humour works in different, <laughs> even in areas. Apparently, what something is the comedians say is something that have people in stitches in one part of the country. Yeah, let alone other countries. Mm. But uh, yeah. Okay, that's our poem number two. What's this one about? Okay, well, <laughs> it's it's called, and I'm sure this will invoke some smiles or whatever. It's called knickers. There's, <laughs> right, okay. there's, there's not really um, a reason why I wrote this. I can't what one I can recall. Um, possibly um, with um, the film. Uh, Bridget Jones's diary, where it comes up that she wears giant pairs of knickers oh, yes. or, or whatever, or how it came up. So I'm not totally certain where it came from. I'll get on with the poem. It's called Knickers. Now, knickers are very evocative. I mean, something to nearly all. But some people prefer them big, whilst others like them small. And there are always people trying to get in them, while others to get out, while bashful keep them firmly on. Many people will have a doubt. Just which knickers to wear, or even if they should, get into this undergarment game, if they intend to just be good. 
It must, must remember too the advice given by our mums to always wear clean underwear in case we end up showing our bums <laughs> after being in an accident that can befall us all of mankind. But if you end up in hospital, I'm sure there's much more on your mind. For if this accident is very bad and your brain now hardly flickers, you'll have much more to worry about than the condition of your knickers. Though in other situations, when you really can't be sure, if your luck is going to be in, when less could be much more. <laughs> Perhaps we should give more thought about how our underwear fits, because it could be far more important than just material to cover our bits. <laughs> Love it. Laurie, in any of the humour gigs that you might do, or I don't know if you do a specific humour gig or a specific uh, theme gig, or whether you give people a sample of each, what do you... Um, I, try, I try, whenever I do my, my gigs, and I do to loads of audiences, I certainly tailor the poems to the audience without a shadow of doubt. Um, but I've got 550 poems to, to, to choose from, <laughs> yeah, so I, was... I should get that right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I'm very aware. I read the audience. I mean, I might not be able to do that until I get there. Um, I read the audience as to what sort of poems I'm going to read, and not just um, humour hmm. ones, but each subject. But, I'm, you know, if I'm a little bit... Um, wary about one or two subjects are a little bit nearer the knuckle <laughs> yeah. um, than others and I am a, a, aware of that um, I really when I do residential and care homes um, I want to cheer the folks up uh, obviously and so I don't do any tragedy I do try and um, be a little bit tactful even me um, the Opposite of that is that I am quite spontaneous. And uh, as my son said, he likes to think I'm quite humorous and quite witty. His words, not mine. And sometimes, and I've written about that, um, I've said some dumb things in my life. I have some, I said something, you know, that come out and uh, uh, not as I wanted it to, but largely you can kind of cover it up. And, and yeah, I was thinking particularly with the humor poems. Now I've read sort of, I've, so far, halfway through um, Laurie's bundle of poetic humour, which uh, I've had a, a, quite a few titters from <laughs> from just what I've read so far. Some of them are a little bit cheeky, aren't they? And I just wondered about, you know, some people are quite sensitive, aren't they? Maybe, dare I say, a little bit oversensitive. Life is fairly basic. We've, we've got a, a, a fairly active active sort of uh, political correctness now that we have to kind of adhere to and um, thing. And my favourite, what used to be one of my favourite words was diversity, and I have a diversity in my work, but that's been hijacked and takes on a, a different meaning now. But, yeah, I mean, but there's there's just some subjects that are, um, you know, a little bit more, you have to be a little bit more careful than others. All right, moving on, poem number three. Poem number three. How, how yeah. did this one come about? Oh, right. This is a very quite simple, really. Uh, it's called yoga, um, which I used to do um, a, a couple of times in my life. Um, I did it before I moved to Eastbourne, which I did 10 years ago. Uh, and I used to used to do it um, with a certain amount of success. 
um, you know, um, some people more svelte or slight people probably do it easier. Um, there were the odd moves where my belly got in the way, you know, but I've <laughs> succeeded in losing my belly quite a bit now, so I've lost a bit of weight. But also, um, when I moved down to Eastbourne, I started going again. And um, uh, it was around that time that I wrote this poem. I moved to Eastbourne in, in uh, 2013, and I went then, and this poem was written in 2013 because it's in my first book that was published in April 2014. The Psyche Poet writes poems about romance, humour, reflection and tragedy. Go to lauriewilkinson.com or search The Psyche Poet. Um, yoga. To perform yoga is intriguing, so go try it if you dare. You sit or maybe lay upon a mat and puzzle just what goes where. <laughs> and when you have successfully tied yourself up quite a lot, not moving now so it's hard to see if you're still alive <laughs> or not. But to help you with your yoga and some of the pain relieve, you lie very calm and silent while you're still attempting to breathe. Now try another skill of balance, up on one leg, and then you smile. Just practice. I'm sure you can do it, but it may take you quite a while. <laughs> there are, though, other postures. When you just lay back and rest, and after all these spasms, you will like this bit the best. Lay back and check your breathing. Going slowly in and out. And surprisingly, you really do feel good and all relaxed, without a doubt. For those ancient yoga masters must have known just what to do about being calm and supple and living on well past 92. <laughs> Excellent. In some of the discussions we've had, I've kind of cottoned on to the fact that you're not terribly switched on when it comes to uh, technology <laughs> sorry to bring that one up i just it just just wondered i just wondered whether that would be a particularly uh, poignant <laughs> theme to write on uh, your experiences with technology oh okay mike yeah on on that theme of various um, forms of of um clues or cues for for humor there's one that's quite close to my heart, uh, and that's about technology. Um, te te technology. I mean, I don't think that I do too bad, and there's a lot of people, a lot younger than me, who just won't embrace it or touch on it at all, and that. And I, I do. I will own up that um, that I actually got better at it when I first started um, writing my poems and and got my first books published. Um, my wife, who was alive then, um, was very, very good with tech now, and she helped me a bit. Um, but I, it, 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 it's probably true to say that it, 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 I didn't take to it like a fish to water. And we're talking more about sort of internet-y things. Internet-y things, but generally laptops, mobile phones, and, uh, uh, and all the rest of it. Uh, and I think a lot of people do struggle with it. And my fourth poem will, 
I think, evidence that. And mixed audiences have all sort of nodded in emphatically. And you asked me <laughs> uh, earlier if I tailor my, um, mm. you know, poems to the audience. Mm. And I think when you read them, uh, read the audience as well, you clue on. But, I mean, even younger people have grown up with um, technology um, and this sort of annoys them. But I've written a couple um, on technology um, and this this one is specific. Whenever I publish a book, um, I do a lot of it myself. Um, you know, write the intro, um, acknowledgements and mm-hmm. things like that. Now, a publisher does do a quick sort of edit. But the one thing that tickles me is that I, like in this poem book I have here, like my uh, bundle, bundle of poetic humour, it's got 76 poems on them, so I have to copy and paste mm. all those 76 poems right. and get them in the prescribed order that matches the contents mm. and put them all onto a Word document that just tickles me that they're, it must be like a giant toilet roll. <laughs> and, and I just think, well, I think, Laurie, don't think about it. Just put them on there in the right order and I'll do it, you know. So I've, I've, I've done that. But anyway... I'll get on to the poem, and it, it hasn't got any military um, uh, connection or whatever, but it's called, Who Goes There? Remembering passwords can be hard, and also that username too, before gaining any access on technology owned by you. So you tap in with a confidence, the word needed to log in. Oh, sadly, it comes up with error for this battle. You just might not win. So you try again, so you're sure you're right, by putting in your word name. That will surely be the one. But the failure is just the same. Forgotten your password? Flashes up and through gritty teeth you hiss. No, flipping course nut, I just like playing games like this. (laughs) Stupid and annoying game. And before I can check my screen, I read all my information, though it looks as though I'm far, far too keen. Change your password on here then, and all will be all right for you. But we need to add your username before this, you can do, and successfully pass this test that's now making you see red. So you'll bash your keys in anger. And watch the screen die and go dead. Oh, most holy gosh and bother, you mutter under your breath, knowing it's all your fault that you've caused the laptop's death, for it doesn't want to respond, whatever trick you try to use. So it seems like poetic justice if technology you abuse. A journey to the repairers is now a trip that you must make, confessing, or not your guilt that you had just more than you could take. In dealing with the requirements of all security names and text that you thought you would be easy, but then you just forgot what came next. So if there is an answer to all this, not to look too much like a clown, it's to just say, I'll bother all the advice and write your flipping passwords down. <laughs> Absolutely. I wonder how many people have had that experience, not just once. <laughs> well, the, the feedback 
from gigs <coughs> and that whenever I read that out. Mm, mm. And people have actually come up to me and said, God, you you know, you, you were you watching me or I touched on it. And yeah. I think that that's... Yeah. Um, and as I said, I write on things and people kind enough to sort of say, well, you, you, you touch on, you touched on just how I felt about so and so subjects yeah. or whatever. I think there are more people who've experienced that, the dreaded password forgetting than they would admit to. I mean, it, it doesn't matter how switched on you are. I mean, I've spent most of my life in IT and I, yeah, I still fall foul of the, Oh no, I changed my password. What was it? Yeah. Oh, last. Yeah. Well, as I said, I know they say that you shouldn't, but I've got some of mine written down and, and then you think, okay, well, I've got them written down. I shouldn't have done that. So I'll put them somewhere safe, which of course you then forget when you put it <laughs> safe. So you can't win. But as yeah. I said at the start, this is a battle that you just mm. can't win. Mm. But so that, uh, how about, uh, Laurie's collection of best pet hates? Oh, yeah, I could do that. I mean, well, <laughs> We've all got them. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm already on my 13th book, so you're giving me ideas for right. a 14th and 15th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, keep it going. But anyway, that's that's, that's humour. That's my humour. That's the four poems. Well, I've enjoyed uh, listening to those, and I'm sure that our listeners have uh, related to some, some of those uh, humorous situations that we find ourselves in and observing what other people are up to is is a great way to get a free laugh whether it's a titter or a a full-on belly laugh anyway laurie it's been a joy to have you in again Uh, as always we it's very unpredictable what either of us are going to say and what kind of conversations we're going to have but that's the lovely um Uh, thing about spontaneity and i'm sure that next episode will be equally as interesting which is on the theme of reflection reflection yeah you've been listening to laurie wilkinson also known as the psyche poet recalling some of his life experiences and reading a selection of poems from his humor collection join us again for the next episode when laurie will be reading a selection of poems on the theme of reflection Until then, this is Mike Page with The Front Page. Thank you for listening.